Good evening, everyone who's watching this show. We are on to our 30th episode of Toast to Talk or the Toast Network. I'm your host, Vivek Shah, and I have an exciting bunch of or excited bunch of panelists today uh, who clearly are just fresh out of the Bahrain Grand Prix. We had a lot of action on the pitch or on the track, so as to say, and everyone's gearing to say what happened. But before we get into the details, let's do a quick overview of what the final results are. And for that, I'll start off with our introductions and have Vignesh. Hey, Vignesh, how are you doing? And can you let us know who are the top three? Hi, Vivek. Uh, I'm doing great. And the top three, as expected, are Red Bull, Red Bull, Aston Martin with Wesser, Penn, Perez, and Alonso. The as expect, expected for the third place is a topic we'll get into in some time. But our next panelist is Prashant. Prashant, what about fourth and fifth? Good evening, Vivek. Good evening, everyone. It's late night in India, but still I can see the passion and excitement with everyone. Uh, the top three, as expected, I would like to contest that, but we'll come to that in a second. Uh, the fourth and fifth, definitely signs a bit disappointing. Uh, he was in the podium state, but he missed it out. And then Hamilton, he drove a pretty good race. So signs and Hamilton get up to the top five. Got it. Next up on our uh, panel, we have Satya Narayan. Satya, welcome aboard. And who was 6th and 7th today? Everyone, hey Vivek. So 6th and 7th. Stroll from Austin, um, Austin Martin, which is a surprise because given that he missed the entire testing, which proves that the Austin Martins are pretty good. And Russell from the Mercedes, which I believe is an unfortunate because I thought he could have come up even further up. We'll discuss a bit more about that in a bit. Next on our panel, we have Dikshat. Welcome hey. aboard. And I'm going to ask you who's coming eighth and ninth. So hi, everyone. Uh, Dikshat, this side of Ferrari Fendo. And eighth is uh, Botas, which is a somehow good result as a Ferrari manufacturer. And ninth, surprisingly, is Gasly, which he because he was on 20th. No one was expecting Alpine to do such well. So yeah, we would be talking more about it maybe. Yep. Uh, last but not the least on the panel and the point scoring spot, uh, Narayan, welcome aboard. Hey Vivek, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, the last last on the grid with the plus one is Albon, which is a brilliant drive from Albon, uh, which probably we'll discuss later. But yeah, P ten is Albon. Yeah, and I think even Albon himself was surprised because that's what he mentioned in the post-race analysis that the prediction analysis page on his team, this thing did not have them scoring a point, which they did. But let's start off with the biggest surprise or not so much, at least prior to the weekend, it might have sounded like a big surprise. But with the performance this weekend, Aston Martin, I know a lot of you are thinking Vettel probably is wondering what happened last year. But let's not talk about the past, but focus on today. Who wants to go in terms of, you know, what were your expectations with Aston Martin today and how Alonso performed? 
No, no, I, I would probably let Vignesh take it out because uh, he made the statement as as expected. So I'd like to know. No, so uh, from a perspective of what I see is that Vettel was brought into Aston Martin to build the team. And when the question of, okay, he being, okay, thoughtful that, okay, did, did he retire early? No, because his, uh, his problem statement was build a team that is able to get a podium. He did that. The next person is probably Alonso who is there to make the team come further. So that was one thing expected. Second is, last year we had seen Aston Martin a bit dip down, considering that, okay, the Mercedes as a whole, the package and Mercedes in the cars had a dip down. So in that respect. But the experience of Alonso and the overall in, input which these people have put, and plus, yeah, the, a lot of technical changes have taken place. You know, like a number of staffs have been approached by Aston Martin. They have a very great support team now. This was in a view of expected that, okay, they will be performing. Not so soon, but yeah, the expectation was, yeah, by the end of the year or by next year, they were supposed to be in the podium. Yeah, I know, Satya, you had some points there too. Yes, so the result was not expected. So everyone was rooting for Alonso, which is why not just us. If you looked at the race event, even the commentators were so ecstatic just because of the fact that Alonso came in third. In fact, they was they mentioned that it fe felt as if Alonso had won the race, which to a lot of us was the same scenario. And if any of you have seen the memes of the person on the third celebrating, that is that is synonymous with what happened today. Now, compared to the, I mean, they have a Mercedes package, but seems like they are actually kicking Mercedes out. Because of the fact that along the race, the fight between Alonso and Hamilton, chef's kiss, that was like brilliant Hamilton Alonso with neck and neck. There was, and the brilliant moves that Alonso pulled in. So I believe it is not just the car, but Alonso himself that made it possible for him to be in third. Because granted, Stroll did a great job, but if it was just Stroll or someone else, I believe they would have ended up where exactly Stroll did. So in them coming in P3 was pure Alonso and not just the entire car. But even uh, like, I would like to add a point here. We can even state that Aston Martin has done a great job this year. Seeing the amount of time Stroll got on the track and the result he delivered also. The, there were a lot risk. of battles going on. Yeah, Even the Russell, we never discount a person like Russell who has a fighting spirit. So yeah, obviously with the injured spirit and his injured wrist, and even he was, we, we, we were seeing he was not able to like steer it properly even in doing the practice sessions. So yeah, fifty-seven laps. Dikshit and Prashant, uh, I have a question for you on Ferrari's performance today. <laughs> well, uh, I I just tweeted. If anyone of you follow my Twitter account, uh, you know my my message was very simple. Ferrari delivers once again, no surprises, right? We <laughs> saw that last year. Uh, well, of course, as a Ferrari fan, my wallpaper showing it up, uh, it, it was disappointing to see. You know, they had a pretty decent race till such time frame, correct? Uh, but last night when, when the qualifying ended and today morning when I woke up and I saw that there is already a power unit replacement, I was like, what on earth? Meaning... It's not even the first race started. So already there was a bit of doubt in, I, not just in my mind, I'm sure in everybody's mind. 
they have you have two power unit replacements per year and uh, ferrari has already used one and 22 races more to go that's about 40 weekends left right so i don't know how they're going to manage that without additional penalties correct but coming back uh, I think start was great. If you saw some of the statistics, I think uh, Charles had an excellent start, even better than uh, Max. But but then the car took over, right? You know, after I think two or three corners, the car was just there. By end of third lap, uh, Ma Max was already leading by six, seven seconds, or you know, three to four seconds. And uh, uh, the challenge was always going to be: can Ferrari hold on to the third spot? And that was proven. Had there been no power unit replacement or a failure? Still, I would say Alonso would have caught it up uh, as as easy as he made it to uh, Sainz's uh, overtaking. Maybe it would have been in the probably between the 45th and the 55th lap, if not uh, the earlier stage. So that's something which Ferrari need to address, right? Uh, disappointing, but was it surprising? No. You know, so I'm actually pretty relaxed about it. And let's <laughs> say, okay, race one gone. Let's see what else can can the the the, the circus bring upon for the fun for the next uh, few races. Yeah. And I think that's this the secret of their romance the also because they're not competing. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like absolutely. The mindset of a Ferrari fan right now sort of very synonymous to uh, the <laughs> the Manchester United fans at a point where they're like, yeah, I love the team, but. This is expected, yeah. so I'm fine. Well, you, 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 have to, you have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's what I wanted to add. At least you've got to come after six years. Yeah, you got you got they to have the better... everyone on the board, and still the weight is going like sixteen years, and it's going to be forever, I believe. So if you're a Ferrari fan like me, you got to have the bitter pill with you always. And ready to swallow it and not complain. Because we're done with the complaining from last year. The first five races of last year was such a contrast results to everyone expected. The expectations were very high. But then, boom, it went crashing. And crashing to a spiraling downward trend. You know, strategies misplaced, driver inconsistency, car inconsistency. Uh, so all I hope this year is that, you know, leaving aside what, what I think Satya and Vignesh gave a very interesting stat. I'll probably one of them talk about it. Uh, uh, of the first race winners. Uh, I think Ferrari's this year's objective should be to hold on to the second place because they will have challenge with Mercedes for sure and surprise package of Austin Martin, correct? Uh, how, meaning how consistently they perform. Uh, so the holding on to the second place is going to be the biggest crucial uh, definition for them. Challenging to the title race, I feel it's going to be a long way away. Yep. Uh, so, like, speaking like of the adding dominance... on to just that. Yeah, like, I think so. Just, I believe since this testing to today, there was only one day when Ferrari gave us the joy, that was the qualifying. And even then they started giving us the doubt when it ended and Charles was put out. But they showed that they are going to have that master strategy of saving one set of tire. But actually, like since the morning, they were giving us bad news and they ended it with the I believe they should hire science as the strategy engineer because he told them I'm not going to push. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, they do. Uh, th I think today the Ferrari strategist was his first day at the job and uh, the car gave up instead of him. So he's safe for one more race. But I wanted <laughs> to pull in Narain and, you know, the entire group's been talking about the first race jinx. The season opener winner has not gone on to win the championship. Uh, happened last year, you know, Leclerc won. That was when Ferrari gave us a lot of hope. 
but we know who the winner was at the end of the year. The year before that was Hamilton. We know who became the winner at the end of the year. So what is this jinx and what did you think about today's race pace? Uh, yeah, uh, in the group, we were all, all speaking about how at least if uh, there will be a point when during the end of the race, Max will break and then Charles Leclerc too for uh, him to win. But uh, given the fact that uh, Max has been very strong in the preseason testing, in the qualifying and in the race, will probably prove the jinx wrong uh, and uh, he will emerge, probably emerge a championship for which we'll have to wait 22 more races. But this year, it seems that uh, Max is, at least in the last year, the last two years, he was not as confident as he is in these during these testing and in the race. So, uh, it is like a cat on the wall. It might go the other way, any other way, like how it should be. But, yeah, just hoping that the jinx is broken by Max this year. I kind of, unfortunately, I have to agree with Narin on this part because the Red Bull seemed to be so dominant. I mean, granted, we used to talk about the turbo hybrid era of the Mercedes, but then the Mercs were never this dominant. The last season that if we see, seven, uh, I think 15 races, right, is what Max won. Out of, mm. a possible 20, of a possible 22, he won 15 races, right? And that is a, statistically, that is a mind-blowing number because that is, a that is the longest or the largest number of races that Possibly has been won by any racer. So, and the ones that Max didn't win, Checo tried and won the other ones <laughs> so red bull has been quite dominant and they got it right that is the basic fact with with the new regulations they got it bang on right and this year they just seems to have pulled it up even further the first race it is a red bull one two which is the first for them after a very long time as well so as much as i would love for the jinx to happen i think that max might break it and if the jinx does happen, then I wish Alonso will win. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to another constructor, right? Uh, before the race, Toto didn't seem at all impressed with well, the car they had. And he was like, I'm not expecting much from today. We will go race, but I'm not expecting much. Vignesh, what do you think? What would Mercedes report card be for today? Yeah, so Mercedes already had said that, okay, they are going to bring an upgrade package around two or three races into the season. And considering that, and of course, Toto didn't expect to be such low, but understanding that, okay, Toto understood that, okay, the qualifying performance was so, uh, so low, I believe that, okay, the report card would be like satisfactory. But yeah. overall, they will be pushing for the development. And I believe, uh, as Toto said in the testing also, once after fourth race, the actual package comes and arrives they will be fighting for the championship. I agree. I agree. Actually, uh, a 5 and a 7 or a 5, I think it was 5 and a 7 for Mercedes. Yes. I would say it was not bad. You know, uh, last year, 
if you if you realized bahrain they finished third because of the red bull disasters you know both the car had a power unit failures and both of them were dnf uh, so that was that could have been a probably a fluke for mercedes to finish up in podium but but 5 and a 7 i would say considering start to the last year is a much better one uh, and if you all realize uh, we all realize that that till the race 15 or 16 russell was so consistent that he finished 5 and above Correct. He got a few podiums. Uh, he was never in a DNF state except in the last one or two uh, situations, right? So they have they have a consistent uh, in a car. They have a consistent performance. Uh, but I think, as as Vignesh said, if by 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 the early summer break, if Mercedes gets their car in place, uh, just like last year, second half is going to be exciting because in the first half last year, what happened? Ferrari took a substantial lead, then tanked down, Red Bull took over. But in the latter half, it was actually Ferrari, Mercedes fighting for the second spot. You know, it went on to the last race, correct? It went on to the last race and had they finished, you know, with a couple of uh, positions, not more, Mercedes would have got the second uh, constructor spot, right? So, so Mercedes is not too far away. And if Twinkler here, she would have been very excited to hear this from me as a Ferrari fan. Uh, Vignesh is bang on. It's going to be an exciting space uh, with Red Bull leading the pack. We will have to see how Ferrari, Mercedes and consistency of Aston Martin comes into picture and a few other constructors who are going to play a role in that. Right? Now, how does the second, third, fourth slot fits into picture is going to be very, very exciting. That's like your F1 1.5 always, right? That's the, that's the beauty of uh, Formula 1. Now, I want to go into... Uh... So we said Vettel must be wondering what's up with Aston Martin. There's also Daniel Ricardo wondering what's up with McLaren. Rikshat, what's your take on you know McLaren's performance this weekend? Uh, you're on mute at the moment. So yes, uh, McLaren was a surprise package altogether since testing again. No one was ex expecting them to behave like uh, Williams maybe. Like they became so fragile, like what has happened to them is the question. Either they have shifted a lot of resources to Formula E, don't know. <laughs> Especially when they were talking that they were saving a huge amount of money by this entire uh, Piastri fiasco. So they would have diverted a bit of funds. And plus they have a Mercedes engine, if I'm correct. So as a, like yes. as the engine constructors, they would have... Like other Mercedes went pretty great, like Alpine, even Williams did great today. But seeing Mercedes, they must have been a serious fault, I believe. Drivers, uh, the world... yeah. yeah, the sorry. point is that I, mean, I believe that have much expected. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ross Brown had actually sorry. said, right, before before even the testing started, when the car was released, Ross Brown said that okay, our package is not that good. And that was Zach one thing Brown. which I liked uh, Zach Brown, sorry. And he was like to the point that okay, we are our package is pathetic. He accepted it. The but, fun fact which yeah. I it was Norris pitted five times in a race. That's six. the most I believe by any any I mean, driver. I mean, we didn't have much expectation from McLaren. They still disappointed us. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. I that's why I say they were like they went beyond Williams this time. That was the like when we they say they don't have a package, we think they will be fighting with Alfa Romeo or like. Maybe somewhere mm -hmm. to the house, 
but going a retirement and the other one was like i guess 17th or 18th 17 it's not yeah, yeah it's 17, not what we expect retirements what yeah. i don't understand is given that norris was having such a disastrous run because he was losing uh, gas and they had to refill the gas every time which is why he kept pitting why didn't they just retire the car i like i i don't under, because maybe they just want more metrics yes. out of that possible because piastri had a disastrous first race uh the car just gave up i mean he had to he had to get a there, there was an electrical issue is what zack brown said there was an electrical issue they changed the steering nothing happened norris kept losing gas kept coming refill i understand one or two times I mean, they are trying to get metrics but then by the time the race is coming to an end he is dead last and two laps down i mean he's two yes he's just two laps down from the entire grid i i don't understand because they could have saved a lot on the engine they could have saved a lot on uh, the gearbox or the electricals if they had just retired him after like three three gases it's still not there retire the car you can use it for the no this was race. the closest he was racing with the front runners even though he was lapped out <laughs> but uh getting into happy surprises uh you know gasly ocon uh albon ocon actually was i would say unhappy surprises with all the penalties that he got they just piled on like here's more one more one more one more but you know albon and uh, gasly darren what did you think about the surprise drivers today who weren't at the top uh actually my surprise today was not actually uh, albon or ocon it was sergeant logan sergeant for a first race he was uh, we just spoke about mclaren and they what they were doing if you see sergeant finished in p12 which for for a rookie for a first time in formula 1 is a brilliant job to be done so for me the happiest surprise was uh, logan sargent winning p12 even though he was not in points um, he at least was closer to his teammate albon p10 so usually when there is a rookie on on, on the team uh, the experienced driver will be somewhere around p6 while the new driver will be 10 places or even at the last so seeing uh, sergeant competing with his rival for uh, competing with his teammate for p12 is something that uh, really surprised me I, and i hope that uh, this streak continues and he gets into points in the future races i mean i think today's race or this weekend has given us a lot of shakeups if you forget the top 2 uh with the red bull dominance there's been a lot of mix and match happening all down through the order which makes the season already exciting from the start itself another change is the next race we actually stick in the vicinity and head over to saudi arabia so before we wrap up today's session i want each one of you to sort of give me your prediction for the winners of the next race that we have Is Sarah with you, Satya? See, I want to say Lewis Hamilton, but at the moment, uh, the Mc the McLa the Mercedes is not giving me the confidence to say that. So I'll be going off with. I mean, I in fact want to go off with uh, Alonso, Leclerc, and Max. Is your heart I, saying? What oh, does your brain say? 
no this is what my brain is saying my heart is saying lewis hamilton which is the problem <laughs> so uh, because alonso is in a great form from what we just saw he's he's in a brilliant form and the car seems to be exactly what he he wanted to be barren is a fast circuit and so is jeddah jeddah is also jeddah is a super fast circuit i mean that there are curves there are corners but it is a straight knife it's going straight take a turn come back with a few corners here and there so i'm hoping that the austin martins are going to be really fast so and i i wish that leclerc gets some luck after the disaster he had so alonso yeah. leclerc and max i mean saudi is so fast that the f1 drivers had concerns with the pace it was generating so we yes. know that the uh, astons have astons have a slight issue with straight line speed at the moment that they're figuring out so it'll make it a lot more interesting at jeddah but uh, dikshit about you what are your predictions uh mine is uh, max alonso and uh, i am believing russell might pull a like some magic not believing ferrari would be able to like <laughs> come up with something though, though my heart is saying let's go for leclerc he might end up at third but no i would have pitted for alfa romeo if they had this pace because the uh, strategists were bang on today they stole a point from alpines Mm-hmm. like that fast point so yeah their strategies were bang on but yeah we all know they were not they are not going to make to top three so yeah max alonso and russell makes sense how about you narin uh given the fact that jeddah is a street circuit and perez has been a street king uh, in the last year so i would say it would be perez max and i will be giving the third place to hamilton because um, we had a senior tussle previously but let's see how it goes this year interesting vignesh yeah, so i would go with history because jeddah never had so it has only over the course of two days and both the race had different winners so keeping in view of that and both came from different teams i would like to go with leclerc or sainz as the winner so i can bring ferrari into the picture um the second place might go to a red bull so any red bull for that matter the third place i am tending to give it to hamilton considering i am i love series but i would love to give it to alonso once again considering his strategic masterclass defense and his racing skills how about you prashant prashant you are on mute sorry yeah uh, so i would i would say red bull red bull somebody right uh, now i think the rain's point was very valid uh, checo is a street uh, champion he loves to ride in street circuits it's a very fast circuit uh, again the priority between car number 1 and car number 2 will come into picture but i think perez will give a pretty good fight today also he drove very nicely so there could be a small alteration between who's going to be one and two so that's that's red bull the third is i would say very open I think we have a lot of contenders to play with you know if luck favors it could be Charles or Sainz right or it could be Mercedes coming in or definitely Alonso is knocking on the doors and and don't be surprised that you saw the grin and Lance Stroll's face today 
if he has the same car and the way he drove today, he could be gunning for a third or fourth or a fifth position pretty easily. Uh, Russell will have to really fight it out. So the third position, I would say, for the next few races is quite open till we see any package changes or any advancements in the cars or any penalties which drivers may take. Uh, that's That's going to be a very exciting part. I love like last year when I asked this question, I got about four names across everyone. And today amongst all the panelists, I think I've easily got about seven or eight names of folks who could end up in the podium. And that just shows how close the teams have got this year, even in the qualifying and the practice sessions, you know, difference between the, the qualifying specifically in the first round, the difference between the car at the first place and the car at the 20th place was one second. Yeah, that's it. That's that's one second. The pause that I took was one second. That's the difference between the first and the twentieth car. With that, we're going to close out today. Uh, extremely exciting day that we had. Loved having all of you on board and sharing all your different diverse perspectives. For everyone watching the show on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify, please follow us, like, share, subscribe. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on what our panelists said and whatever we should be bringing up on this show. And probably even bring you up because we are all panelists at the end of the day. Thank you, everyone. Once again, good evening, good night, wherever you're listening or watching us from. And see you at Jeddah.